There's a lot of podcasts and YouTubers out there already tearing apart various forms of media. I myself have been guilty of that. It's already oversaturated with a lot of negativity. So why don't we talk about the movies and music we love instead? This is For the Love of Media. Hello, Vishesh. <laughs> I was waiting for you to. I was like, "Are you done?" <laughs> yeah, I was done. I, I I forgot how the I, I I was like, "What's the next part?" I know there's a part that goes um da 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 but I forgot how it led into it, so I just went silent instead. I thought that was a better option. Okay, I thought you were gonna sing the whole soundtrack. I was like, okay, we're just 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 wait thirty minutes while I just sing the entire soundtrack to the Goonies. Yeah. Uh, including including uh, Cindy Lauper's like good enough. Oh, yeah. It's good enough for me. It's good enough. It's good enough for you. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you um, those high notes, I can't. So. Oh, dude, I'm not even hitting those high notes. I'm faking <laughs> it. It's all fake. It's all pretend. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, great, great tune to come out of it, though. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, the Goonies, which I just I just watched this morning. So yeah, like so. Fresh hello, in my mind. yeah. So hello, everyone. Now uh, welcome to another episode of For the Love of Media. And uh, as you may have already realized, we are in fact talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, and that is The Goonies by director Richard Donner, written by Chris Columbus, and starring a whole slew of child actors who would go on to have pretty prolific careers after this. Yeah. It was, oh my God, it was so weird watching this because I'm like, not only do you have a like a little tiny little Muppet headed Sean Astin running around, <laughs> I'm like, this kid, holy shit, this kid is going to grow up to be Samwise Gamgee one day. Yeah. Or how about you have a teenage Josh Brolin who <laughs> I'm used to seeing, I'm used to seeing this very like stern, chiseled visage you know as he plays very like tough no-nonsense characters but this guy is like uh he's a, it's so weird seeing him as a teenager uh, yeah who would have thought brand would go on to be marvel's biggest villain yeah thanos himself man oh my god it's crazy so um this is my favorite movie, but like every For the Love of Media episode, um, let's start by asking you, Vishesh, the question, uh, what is your exposure to the Goonies? What has been your exposure to the Goonies in your life? I watched it once. I forget how old exactly I was, but I was young enough that I remember none of it except for one joke. 
<laughs> which is um, Brandon, which is when Brandon and Andy are about to uh, about to kiss. Yeah. And then, of course, the goo, and of course, the other Goonies, being who they are, instantly break the mood with one kid being uh, with uh, mouth being like, "Hey, slippery tongue." And that's, <laughs> that's the only moment that I remembered from that movie. It's, and then. It- it's so shocking because there's so many great moments in this movie. And like this one is kind of a throwaway moment. And like you remember this one out of all I know. of them. It was really weird. But um, yeah, there are a lot there. I was surprised I didn't remember more of it uh, watching it now because there are a lot of fun, a lot of really funny moments in this. Uh, yeah, that's, are, and that's something I always really enjoyed about this movie is just the banter between the kids and it's just very well written yeah it is very well written are you eating something right now yeah i am sorry i'm having a bagel with cream cheese oh okay i'm hungry let me be (laughs) yeah all right so yeah like that's something i always really loved about the goonies it's just the banter between the kids is so well written and it it feels so natural because it feels like chris columbus really understood how kids speak with each other yeah a lot and, of it almost felt improvised to me. Like, I didn't think, yeah. like, I'm sure some jokes were just, like, you know, thought of on the day of shooting. And they were like, oh, let's keep it in. It's funny. Yeah. No, for sure. I guarantee, dude, definitely. Like, um, the whole, like, Statue of David joke. Okay. I'm sure there were some lines that, like, right on the spot, they're like, hey, uh, say this. This would be really funny. Because it, it, it just, it feels too spontaneous to not be at least slightly improvised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of the, a lot, there were quite a few jokes that, uh, you know, make me, made me think, man, the eighties were much, were much more, um, the eighties were a much more risque time in a lot of ways in terms of what, uh, what kind of jokes were permitted in, in kids movies in particular. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Because if I'm sure if the Goonies was remade today with the same kind of audience in mind, a lot of the, like, you wouldn't have, like, Chunk saying the word shit every second word anymore, you know? Yeah. Or joking about how, like, you know, the broken off penis and the, the mini Jared David statue was like, oh, that's my mom's favorite piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. It, yeah, no, though, it's just, it, I, I love all that banter. It's so great. I want to, like, speaking of that scene, one of my favorite lines that never fails to crack me up is when the mom is like, what is that? And Chunk just turns around and he's like, oh shit, what? <laughs> it just cracks me up. It's just his delivery of it is amazing. It just, every oh, single time I laugh. Oh, Chunk. <laughs> or Chunk. He just gets, uh, he just gets shit on so much. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something I kind of, so let's start there. Let's start with the characters. Cause the characters are obviously yeah. the biggest part of the Goonies and what makes yeah. the Goonies the Goonies because the characters are the titular Goonies. <laughs> yeah, and their personalities are what really make this movie work. Yeah, and I, I like how even though a lot of them can be boiled down, like their personalities could be boiled down to like one word, um, they still manage to have quite a bit of depth to them. It's not, they're just, they're not like walking stereotypes. They're, there's mm-hmm. actually like more personality and character to them than just whatever label they've been put on, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's true because, um, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> I keep thinking of, um, I tried to keep, I, I tried to narrow down which one was my favorite 
which one, which was my personal favorite Goonie, and yeah. uh, they're all kind of they're all pretty lovable. But um, pro- it's pro- at the end of the day, I think it's down to either it's it's down to a tie between Mikey and uh, Data. Yeah, which is <laughs> it's so interesting because every time I talk to anyone who likes the Goonies, when you ask them what's your favorite Goonie, everyone always has a different answer, right? Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like for me, it's mouth. Mouth has always been yeah, my, my favorite. My yeah. yeah, you figure. Go ahead, get out of town. <laughs> like he's always been my favorite, just because like he 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 never he always goes for the joke, and even when it doesn't land, he doesn't care. He just keeps going. Like he doubles down almost. So I love that moment when Steph and Andy they like you know, just catch up to them. And she's like, Hey mouth, like you look better from the back. He's like, Oh, you think that's scary. You should see this. And he pulls out a mirror and shows it to Steph. And I'm like, does he just carry this mirror around with him everywhere just to make that joke? <laughs> like it seems a bit much like what he pulled his mirror out of. Yeah. He goes very, he did. Yeah. It's true. It's true. He does go very far to like, for the sake of a joke yeah and it's kind of interesting too because they could have just kept him the clown the whole movie but they do add like some nice moments with him you know like he has um the moment in the wishing well you know he's like he picks up the coin he's like yeah well this was my dream my dream and uh, now i'm taking them back i'm taking them all back which is like a really like you get a a little glimpse into like deeper into who he was you know and it's very clear that all the mouth the mouthing off is you know, is um, like a sort of defense mechanism, you know, to, to to like a coping mechanism for him, obviously, for something else that's going on, which I yeah. like that they don't bring up, like, obviously, all these characters are dealing with their own stuff and, you know, being part of the goondocks, right? Like, it's, that's right. probably like yeah. the big thing. But I like that they keep it, like, they don't dive too deep in it. They don't like come out and say, like, he's not out, like, here's what my trauma is, you know, like, we don't need to know. We just like, that's enough, you know, for this movie. And I, I really like that. Like, I like that they just be like, okay, these characters have depth to them, but we're not going to like hammer it in for the audience, you know? Yeah. It's very, it's, it's subtle and you don't really need to, they don't really need to, yeah, they don't need to stop the plot. Like, I think if this were a TV show, yeah, then as opposed to a movie, then they could, they would you know they would be able to have like you know flashbacks and <laughs> showing you know what all the the different backstories for the characters and what made them the way they are but yeah because it's a, because it's a like a almost a two-hour movie and and the pace is so like kind of relentlessly uh relentlessly forward moving yeah um, that's that's something too like it just it like there are some nice slow moments, but yeah, you're just moving and moving and moving. Like you're always, there's never a moment where you're bored. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's always, uh, there was all, there's all, there was always something happening. Like, and, and every part of the, and in every part of the frame, you know, mm. in any shot, there's something happening, which yeah. is, uh, you know, that's, uh, it, it, it's very good at uh, it is very good at holding your attention. Yeah. And I love uh, that. I like that you mentioned that every frame, there's always something happening. I love all the little details that they kind of throw in. Like, you know, if, yeah. if one Goonie's talking, but another one's doing something in the background, you know, like there's a great moment where it's not even the focus, but when the mom walks in, you know, after they fix the statue of David and chunks, like slowly, like turning it. So she doesn't see it. <laughs> 
It's like, it's, it's like, you don't even notice it, but if you're paying attention, you see him doing it. And I'm like, that's great. The fact that like, they took the time to, to have everyone doing something, even if they're not the focal point. Yeah, that's true. And also like, there's that, um, oh, there was that moment where um, mouth is uh, like, mouth is being annoying. And uh, one is he not. <laughs> and he's sitting on the sink in, in their house. Mm-hmm. And Brand just like turns it on. <laughs> And Malthus' ass gets wet. He's like, ah, he jumps up and he's like, and then um, the rest of the kids are like looking at the map or whatever. And Mouth is just in the background, like trying to. (laughs) (laughs) Or I love, uh, there's another small detail. Blink and you miss it. Um, After the guys come to give the papers to Bran for their dad. And they're just like, it's just that very nice slow moment of all of them this very somber moment of them just kind of taking it all in. Right. And Mikey's left on the porch, but as they're walking in, you know, like chunk has his line. He's like, man, I think I've lost my appetite, but something you don't notice unless you're paying attention is that they close the door in front of him and he just walks through the screen door. Oh my God. Yeah. Because remember data broke the screen door. So so they just close it in Chuck's face and he just walks right through. Like I love those those like tiny details. It's so great. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Back to the character. So you said uh, Data and Mikey were your favorites. So yeah. So what what about them like really appealed to you? I don't know. Just like Mikey's. Uh, I don't know. Just Mikey's sincerity and his determination and uh, his just like utter, you know, willingness to carry on and the way he kind of like. He's the he's the person that like spurs everybody on even when they don't want to continue. Like mm-hmm. there he's I just I don't know. I it, I found that very it it's a very it's a very Samwise Gamgee-esque energy. <laughs> it's uh, just, funnily enough. <laughs> which I really I don't know, that that won me over watching yeah. watching him. Well, Mikey's and, definitely the heart of the Goonie team. Yeah. Like he's the heart of the group. Like without him. Uh, you know, they they would just all be kind of lost. He's the one that keeps everyone grounded, and he yeah. he's got he's probably out of all of them has his head on his shoulders a little better. Like other than like the older ones, obviously. But if we're talking about just the young ones, he's and he's definitely like, got that sense of adventure that he, because they even say, you know, I think uh, Chunk has a line. He's like, man, I don't want to go on one of your crazy Goonie adventures again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But he's like he's very much like. Um, uh, have you ever seen Stand by Me? Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, he reminds me a lot of Will Wheaton's character. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So very, you know, a little more introspective and a little bit more... um, Hey, funnily enough, another movie with Corey Feldman playing somebody who likes to mouth off. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he plays Teddy. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I... um, Yeah, I I like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey's Mikey's the heart and mouth brings the fart. Hey, that's you and me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, Data is just uh He's Data, so fun. He's such a fun he, character. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's very much um and I mean I just I'm glad that yeah, like I'm really glad that Jonathan Kekwan got to do another he got to he got to play another role outside of outside of short round. Yeah. Um just because that that character to me was more of a is we're talking about stereotypes that character i think is much more of a stereotype but this guy 100%. data is just data is just so much fun he like 
he's got his he's got his you know scientific knowledge that allows him to create all these all these cool gadgets but he's uh he's also he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a temper like yeah you know just that part where he like falls through the the <laughs> falls through the pirate ship and he's just like i it's like i've had it i've yeah. had it I've had it with falling down and getting hurt, and oh, now you're telling me to use the stairs, like. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that how that again. That it, Data's just had it with everyone's crap. <laughs> yeah, and again with that like moment, they take the time to delve into his character, like again, like with the mouth moment that I get yeah. his moment is like everyone say that like my inventions suck, like, and yeah. they say they don't work, and I I just keep inventing. It's like where's this coming from, buddy? <laughs> like, I know. He's just got a lot that he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, everyone, everyone says my inventions are stupid and I work so hard on them. <laughs> like, oh, and I, yeah. And I like how you said too, like data just feels like a person, right? Like the fact yeah. that he's Asian is irrelevant. Yeah. To his character. Like they don't, that... they don't work in any stereotypes with his character. It's very much. No, he's a kid yeah. who loves gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, and I thought it was really nice how they had, he had a moment with his, uh, he had a moment with his parents at the end, yeah. you know, they, you know, we, he's like, you know, he's speaking Cantonese with them and like, I don't know. I just thought that that was very, it was nice that they were able to, that they were able to kind of work that in. And like, yeah. And especially and like the dad also like with the camera and it like, I know, messed, yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Except yeah, I'm not nice. crazy about the really cheesy line of like, you are my greatest invention. I'm like, okay, okay, let's. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I very sweet. Yeah, it is very sweet. Yeah, no, no, I, I really, I really like seeing that. Yeah, and, yeah, and also, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really nice to see an Asian kid who. Yeah, he is a. I mean, he is a huge nerd, but he's also just like he's got. That's not all there is to him. He's got his own personality and his own quirks. <laughs> being. Uh, and he's you know, part of the gang. He's just another one of the Goonies. Yeah, yeah. I like no, to was... um, Dada's moment at the end when Sloth picks up the police officer and Dada says something in Cantonese, but they don't <laughs> translate. They just put like <laughs> the Cantonese like calligraphy. Oh yeah, it's true. So you have no idea what he says. Yeah, probably some kind of like probably some kind of curse. Oh, def- <laughs> dude, one hundred percent. But like it's so great. It's just like you're like oh like, oh, shit. like yeah like they don't even want to translate it for you. That's how bad it is. Yeah. But I mean, so, you don't need to know what it is because it's like just his tone of voice like says it all. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, let's uh let's uh so yeah uh I I also really love Chunk. Chunk oh, is yeah. he's easily the funniest of the Goonies. Like every moment he has in this movie is hilarious yeah from the minute you meet him at the store where he's like so excited about the police chase and he explodes the can of like cream soda all over himself oh my god (laughs) oh shit (laughs) yeah he's kind of he's kind of the Vern of the group yeah like he's just so he's the you know he's the worry wart he's uh he's the kid who just like he he wants to be there the least, but he constantly keeps getting himself in trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah, he gets the worst of it because he doesn't even end up on the adventure with the rest of them. He ends up caught by the Fratellis. Oh. And, dude, that scene where they're like, tell us everything. He's like, oh, everything. God, and he just, starts, his hand. Oh, Jesus he just starts spilling his guts of, like, I everything know. he's ever done in his life. And it, and it keeps cutting back to him. Like, yeah. like, okay, how far are they? I was like, okay, how far are they going to extend this joke? And they keep doing it. Yeah, and okay. I just love the Fratellis, like, like, oh my God, like, what is this kid on about? Oh, Jesus Christ. And they're really, I mean, they're hilarious too. Like yeah. these three idiots are just like, they're, they're, they, they're menacing, but I mean, it's those three actors did really well because they managed to be like kind of menacing. Like you believe that they're a credible threat to yeah. the Goonies, but they're also really stupid. Like, <laughs> they, so well, dumb. especially the two guys, right? Like, Mama Fratelli is obviously the smart one yeah. of the three, but the two guys are just complete dunces, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy that they actually got like Italian actors to play the Italian characters because yeah. there's a sense of authenticity. Because, like, I watch it and I'm like, this is actually like a good representation of like Italians, you know? Yeah. Like, I was watching it with someone and I turned around and I'm like, you know, Mama Fratelli kind of reminds me of my mom <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> but not in not in the sense of person my mom's not an evil like terrible human like that yeah. but in the sense of like uh the demeanor you know and how she carries herself and all that and like you know like the, the oh man every time she slaps one of her sons it's so funny just like whack <laughs> yeah yeah she full-on like leans back and just like goes for it like it's so great. Like she just, she has no tolerance for their stupidity. No, she's just like, yeah, I'm gonna give you a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're 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 easily some of the best antagonists in a movie because, like you said, they're not like to the point that they're so evil and terrible that you're like, whoa. But they, they, there's a lot of humor to them. Yeah, they they get a lot of moments to themselves to just be a lot of fun. They're very fun antagonists. Yeah, and just the whole like, I did not like I, <laughs> I did not expect the whole chunk and sloth, uh, friendship that de that develops. Yeah. Like that was sort of, but in a way, it makes sense. They're both kind of, you know, they're 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 sort of like you know chunk is the one who's sort of the most picked on of the group and sloth is of yeah. course i mean a complete outcast i mean he's kept mm -hmm. locked in a room all his life and so it's kind of, it's like weirdly heartwarming yeah and it, it works very nicely like it, it it's definitely the best i find the best relationship of like the whole movie is chunk and sloth you really feel for them the whole yeah. way through and it's such a touching moment at the end when uh chunk is like you're gonna come live with me now sloth yeah. You know, and it's like you really feel that like there's a lot of love between the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's really sweet. <laughs> Which is so great when they like he like feeds him a baby Ruth. It's like Ruth, baby Ruth. <laughs> like he's so excited. So happy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Sloth is is such a great character. And I love that it's like it's so like the way he looks is so exaggerated that yeah. you're not sitting there like wow this is like offensive or anything you're like this is just a cartoon <laughs> you know like yeah like, like you don't you don't feel like this is making fun of anyone or anything you're like this is just such an exaggeration that you just buy into it 
Yeah. Yeah. This is like, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. Like, kind of like a Franken, like, this is like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Heroids. Like, <laughs> but like, he, he's got one hell of a body, man. Have you seen that body? Yeah. Like, yeah, he is fit. He is strong. He's wearing these tight pants and he has a nice ass, man. <laughs> Like there's there was a shot where you're like, am I looking? Am I checking out his ass? Like, what's going on? <laughs> the shot where he rips off his uh, whatever vest or whatever he's wearing in the super yeah. and his Superman shirt. Yeah, and the themes are do da, 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 da. It's like, oh, oh th- that's such a great moment. It's like sloth, and that's when like the two brothers are like, oh shit, we're fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, that's it. We're fucked. Nothing we can do now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And then I just love it where it's like the mom is trying to like console him and she's singing like rock yeah. my baby. It's like, and then, you know, obviously the, when the. Oh, breaks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the baby will fall. And he's like freaking out. Fall. fall. He's like, I only dropped you once. Okay. Maybe twice. twice. <laughs> Three times. Yeah. And then it's so, it's so cathartic just seeing him pick her up and like dump her into the water. Like, yeah, just <laughs> he's like, here, dang, you did this to me. And now this is what's happening to you. Yep. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, great. And he's got one of the most quoted lines of the movie. Hey, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You know how many times back when I was in my college days and I was like really getting back into the Goonies, I just go around and be like, hey, you guys. <laughs> I even, oh, believe it or not. I even uh, made a Facebook account for Sloth. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's still around, but I made a Facebook account for Sloth for Telly, and, and it was just, like, his picture from the movie where he's like, eh? and, um, it, it, yeah, all his status updates were like, hey, you guys! <laughs> oh, my God. Or, like, Ruth, baby Ruth! Like, <laughs> There's, uh, I'm, look, I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to find it. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, the, the profile? There's the page, Lotney, Lotney Sloth, the Traveling Man for Telly. No, and that's not mine. <laughs> and it says, hey, you guys, I love to travel and get my picture everywhere I go. I also <laughs> love baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm pretty uh, sure it's, oh, it's, it's like pictures of the, the sloth action figure. <laughs> uh, but still, that's great. That's really, I mean let's be honest sloth is the most endearing character of all of them he is yeah definitely <laughs> um so so we've been through the younger ones but like how do you feel about i i, I find it interesting how the older kind of goonie characters are not as interesting but like they're still like very uh affable as characters like obviously brand you know has like the big brother kind of thing where he's trying to be the leader and trying to protect everyone. And uh, yeah, I, I really like Steph's character. She, oh yeah. She's great. I she's, think she's my favorite out of all the older, out of the older characters. Yeah. Like she's snarky and she like doesn't tolerate like bullshit. And she just like this says like, it I as feel, it is. I feel like I'm babysitting except I'm not getting paid. <laughs> or uh, when Andy is like being all like, Oh my God, brand is being so good. She's like, Oh my God, where are you? You're in the clouds and we're in a basement. <laughs> uh, or uh, when yeah. brand's moving the rock and she's like, brand, um, God put that rock there for a purpose um you should probably leave it there <laughs> yeah 
and he's just like, yeah, she just moves it anyway. But yeah, I think of all the, I think I probably, like, now I probably would be Steph in that situation. Yeah. Just like, I could see that. Fucking idiots, what are you doing? You're going to get us all killed. <laughs> but you know what? To be fair, if Brandon moved that rock, one, they wouldn't have continued on their adventure, and two, yeah. Chunk would have lost a hand. That's true. Because it's thanks to all the bats flying out of that rock uh, that Chunk didn't end up losing his hand because it was right about to happen until those bats, boom, exploded out of the fireplace. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's another big thing I really love about this movie is um, there's a lot of setup and payoff. Mm-hmm. To, and they do yeah. it in really subtle ways. Like um, at the beginning when you, you're meeting all the characters during the car chase, you know, yeah. like something as simple as mouth, like when you meet him and his dad's fixing the plumbing. Right. So yeah. when we get to the scene with all the plumbing, when he's like, oh, my yeah. dad does plumbing and stuff, it doesn't sound like out of nowhere. They set that up, you know, um, yeah. the scene when they look at the map, you know, uh, after uh, mouth gets like wet in the sink and they like look at the map, you see the piano notes on the back of the map. So that's oh, set yeah. up. Like mm-hmm. they set up all these things, to, uh, so it, none of it feels like it comes out of nowhere. And I, I love that. I love when a movie subtly, subtly does that because mm-hmm. then it feel it. Like I said, it doesn't feel like they're just tacking it on, or it's kind of like, oh, uh, let's just let's just do that because why not? You know, like they they really thought about every moment, and they were like, how can we make this work? This is how we make it work, yeah. and they did it in a very effective way. Yeah, and there's no one thing I like too is that there's there's no character in the group that feels like they're just they're kind of just along for the ride. Like everyone has something to contribute to the journey. Yeah. I mean, know, like Andy, like Andy playing the piano notes. Yeah. To be fair, though, I do feel like Andy was very much dragged on to this journey because she she's she's like the whole way through. She's freaking out. Uh, oh, man, you know, when she's having that little like mental breakdown and she's like, oh, my God, I'm pretty. Right. I'm pretty. I'm beautiful. I might end up like that guy. And then there's the cuts to the skeleton. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it's so great. And it, 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 I find her. I don't know if it's her arc, but like her journey in this movie is kind of interesting because she starts off because she has the line where she's like, you know, Mikey's like Goonies never say die. And she's like, I'm not a Goonie, Mm -hmm. you know, but by the end of the movie, she's very much a Goonie, you know, she is a Goonie. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So I find that uh, also speaking of Andy, um, is she gets inspired to take up piano lessons again? Yeah, exactly. Dude, like you see, she learned something from this journey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But speaking of Andy, um, is it just me or was she flirting with Mikey the whole movie? The whole, uh, well, I, I mean, especially the on the adventure part, like, okay. Not the whole movie, obviously, but on the adventure part, like I feel like even though her and brand are like dating, she was being very flirty with Mikey a lot. Um, I don't know. I think that she was definitely like, I think she definitely feels protective towards him. But uh, yeah. I th- the end where she's like, I, th- I felt that more at the end when she was like, uh, you know, if you keep kissing girls that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which then I love the parents have the great line of like, let her dad worry about it. Yeah, let her let her mother worry about yeah. it. Yeah, that was. And. Um, oh, God, the whole the whole like accidental kiss. Thing. <laughs> yeah. but then again steph gets a great line it's like do it next time do it with your eyes open it's a whole different experience yep (laughs) 
Well, I oh. think he was standing. I think there's a hole around here. I think Bran was standing in it. <laughs> and and then um, and then there's that that um, interesting whole like romantic tension between Steph and Mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they kind of have like they have a bit of a like uh, not love hate. Well, not love hate relationship, but well, maybe a little bit actually. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say hate, but there's definitely they they're very um, they like to rib each other a lot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and you, no, I, it's definitely very evident, especially by the end of it, right? Like they've clearly yeah. like developed the bond, a very close bond with each other. But it it's there throughout the whole movie from the minute they meet, like you see them interact for the first time with the joke with the mirror and like throughout it. There's clearly something between them there. Yeah. But I mean, they're the perfect cut, like because mouth mouths off and she's very snarky and if anyone's able to put up with his with him is her right because she'll just just say it as it is right to his face yep pretty much (laughs) and i love when you know after they see the ship for the first time and she's like hugging him and then she just pushes him in the water she's like oh my god oh yeah uh so funny no, they're definitely, it, it's great. There isn't like a character, like even the side characters like Troy are so funny. Like he's like, you hate, you love to hate him kind of thing, but he's still a good character. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's an like, interesting character. Yeah, oh dude, when he gets shot up by the toilet, daddy! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. That no, no, no. whole segment with the fucking pipes do like when the guy's going to drink the water it's like oh, oh, oh and he like gets knocked out by it what cracks me up the most is the other guy just standing there super yeah. deadpan watching it like yeah he's just like eh, yeah same shit as always <laughs> gotta really fix the plumbing in this place <laughs> yeah, especially in the showers all the fucking handles just oh, yeah. sunk into the and it's <laughs> uh, oh so oh, and- Speaking of <laughs> speaking of pipes, the moment where um, they're trying, like uh, the Fratellis are trying to cross the, um, the the bridge to get to them, and and um, Data uses his slick shoes to like. Oh yes, <laughs> slick shoes. Like, sweet sweetheart, are you okay? No. <laughs> Dude, and they're sitting, and like the waves are crashing over them, and she's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, like, come on, like." Oh. <laughs> uh. Like, well, they ain't never having kids no more. Nope, nope, not after that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but yeah, it, it all the characters are great. It's such a well-written movie. The banter is easily the best part because it, it could have easily been really lame, but yeah. they just managed to capture like how 12-year-olds talk to each other so well because it and it never feels undeserved or um what's the word I'm looking for on it doesn't feel like it all feels um deliberate everything yeah. they're saying every joke they're cracking every like it it's all it doesn't okay so you know how like there's a lot of comedy movies today where the movie will just like stop for 5 minutes as they like improvise one liners and stuff yeah it does it doesn't feel like that here at all like all their one-liners or their jokes feel very in character you know like one that cracks me up when chunk drop drops the um the water bottle right and he's like well i hope it wasn't a deposit bottle like 
Yes, like just, it, it's a very um they it it, it it employs a very like Mel Brooks-ish effect yeah. uh, uh, approach to its jokes. Like they just keep on coming, you know. They don't really like even if one doesn't really land, which is very like few, it just yeah. just doesn't stop. It just throws another one at you. Yeah. And uh yeah, I, I appreciate that. It just kind of it uh, you know it contributes to the feeling of like it just it's just a fun ride that doesn't stop at the living. Yeah, and they also all the lines that are really funny they don't feel jokey. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's one between the Fratellis where they find a skeleton and he opens up the wallet and he's like, oh, they cleaned him out. And like Mama Fratelli's like, yeah, sure. After they ate him, <laughs> like it, it it's hilarious, but it doesn't feel like she's telling a joke. You know. She's like, so, and I, that's what I love about it. it. It's not, they're not punchlines. They're just funny lines because in the moment and in the context of the scene, yeah. it just works really well. Yeah. And it's the characters and it comes out of just the characters being themselves. Yeah. Or like, yes. like Chung ranting and raving, you know, like there's a funny farm with your name on it. You guys are crazy. And he like pauses and he's like, I smell ice cream. It's like, what? <laughs> First of okay, first of all, how does he smell ice cream? Hey, you know what? I, I had that exact same thought. And then the other day I smelled something and I was like, hey, that smells like ice cream. And then I was like, wait a minute, I just smelled ice cream. And <laughs> my thought is like, you ever been in a dairy queen? Yeah. You know the smell in a dairy queen? Uh-huh. It's yeah, that no, smell. Uh, it's that smell. That's the smell yeah, of ice yeah. cream. That's true. <laughs> but still, yeah, there was a while I was like, how do you smell like like the joke is this kid is fat <laughs> you know like um and i love too, like with chung's character how they keep adding in his um his jewish side oh yeah it's true. there's a lot of like small little like jewish jokes that they keep throwing in but they don't again like with data they don't feel tacked on or anything like they feel very like deliberate like it's just his character and obviously he's gonna reference that stuff because that's who he is right yeah yeah <laughs> Like when he runs into uh, the Fratellis, like in the car, and he just starts, he just starts saying like the Hebrew prayer. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, poor I Chunk. I love that poor Chunk. <laughs> just, uh, just misery after misery. And, yeah, and I love his little like the sounds he makes, like uh, or like uh, like all these like little like guttural sounds he makes are just so funny. <laughs> Uh, now all the uh all the actors all the all the humor is great <laughs> you know your voice is kind of nice when your mouth isn't screwing it up yeah, and your looks are kind of pretty when your face isn't screwing it up <laughs> and i like how that ends up being like that seemed to work on her because she gives him a big hug you know yeah yeah uh but i guess she recognizes that's mouth trying his best to be sincere <laughs> i guess yeah which uh um, so fun fact about this movie, the original cut of this movie was four hours long. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. And they cut that down to an hour 30. So obviously there's a lot that was cut out of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's one that you, okay. So this is one that bugged me for years and years at yeah. the end with the reporters interviewing them. And then they're like, Whoa, what happened? And like, that is like the octopus was really scary. <laughs> and it's like what fucking octopus yeah you know for years i was like what is he talking about we didn't see no octopus it was a deleted scene 
where they fight a giant octopus. Oh, oh my god, dude! I don't I know. I was if, wondering about that. I was yeah, like, is he, like, is, is are they trying to reference the fact that like Chung Galway's like, like Chunk is a, like a compulsive liar who always tells tall tales about things that never happened, or I got it. Wait, what? I just I don't know. That yeah. Felt- but knowing that it was a deleted scene actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, it was always such a confusing part, but like, and there's a reason it's a deleted scene. The octopus looks terrible. <laughs> like it looks really bad. Okay. Yeah. It's literally like right as they find the ship and as they're walking to the ship to climb onto it, there's an octopus that like grabs a hold of mouth and Steph. Oh my God. And like data, like turns on his like Walkman really loudly and puts it into octopus's mouth. And then the octopus just starts convulsing because of the noise <laughs> and then disappears. And it, but it looks like a giant, like it looks wacky. It looks like a puppet. It looks, it, it looks terrible. Like the shark and jaws, but worse. <laughs> oh dude. A hundred percent worse. It looks like, it looks like a papier mache at a kindergarten show. <laughs> like it was so bad. Uh, oh yeah i'm looking at it right now it looks, oh you saw- <laughs> yeah it's oh yeah that's- i'm happy also that would have just ruined the pacing of the movie completely yeah it's true um uh, probably cut that out. and there's an, a whole a b plot a whole subplot that happened in the movie so it, the scene with the pipes um yeah. well when they're doing the pipes apparently the pipes also end up causing havoc at a zoo which causes uh, animals to escape and oh my god this leads to the subplot of like these monkeys these chimps running around the city uh, causing havoc and like stealing like cars and dr- going on joy rides oh my god yeah that would have been that would have been way too much <laughs> yeah like that wouldn't have even made sense <laughs> And apparently they shot these segments. Like there's segments shot with these monkeys stealing like Troy's car and everything. And oh my God. I, and it's so funny because I think so Steven Spielberg ended up shooting those segments because he really wanted them. But Richard right. Donner, I think very clearly did not want those segments because uh, the ending of the Goonies was originally at like their house and there was going to, and it was going to wrap up like the subplot of the monkeys at the same time. But okay. then randomly Richard Donner's like, you know what? I want to reshoot the ending at the beach, but because he reshot the ending at the beach, it takes out the whole wrap up of the monkey subplot. And it was very much a thing of like, Oh, well, I guess we can't use the monkey subplot anymore. Cause now we have no rat, like there's no conclusion to it. Oops. <laughs> So that was him just being like, okay, I'm just going to subtly get this storyline out of my movie because <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It would have uh, been so weird. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of really wacky shit that happens in the movie, but for the most part, it's really grounded in reality at the same time. Yeah, but that would have just been too much. You know. Yeah, it's grounded enough that you believe it. But uh, yeah, no, that would have been, uh, that would have kind of pushed it over the edge a little too much there. No, 100%. Uh, I mean, we already have an entire piano made out of human bones that somehow when you push keys, it like opens up a door. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's far-fetched enough for the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a bit of an Indiana Jones-esque kind of thing. Like you believe the, like 
it's supposed it's kind of supposed to be a little bit silly and a little bit wacky yeah. but you know you just go along for the ride because it's fun yeah 100 percent. like it but it's funny when you do stop to think about it right you're like yeah how <laughs> what, what we're like the, the, and it's so funny because it's it's as if they spent so much time making this piano thing that afterwards they're like, okay, well, uh, I guess uh, we'll just have rocks fall at this part. And now uh, oh, here's a pit with spikes at the bottom. I mean, like we used all our resources to make this giant fucking piano. Like what else more do you want from us? Uh, and I remember reading something somewhere where he's like, okay, well, now that I've done all this, I'm just going to kill all my men and I'm just going to sit in my chair over here and wait till I die. Yeah, no, I would love to, I would honestly love to see, like, a prequel about them, like, how they made all the booby traps. <laughs> and just, like, that would be, you know, that would be a fun mock- kind of mockumentary, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, One-Eyed Willie's Adventures. <laughs> yeah. Stuck in the cave. Yeah, One-Eyed Willie's Cave. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, man, we're digging these tunnels. Now I'm going to need to sacrifice about a hundred of you just to make this one piano. Wait, what? <laughs> no, 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 trust me on this one, guys. Trust me. It's going to be great. Um, uh, excuse me, Willie. Uh, I don't think this is a very good idea. I mean, what the, isn't there a possibility that someone might actually figure out the combination? impossible for that they will need my map which i have written all the notes on on the back but no one's ever gonna find the map because it will be here with me this whole time and won't somebody be able to be able to translate it if it's in spanish no spanish is a dying language as opposed to an actual dead language like oh i don't know latin or well Actually, like no, there's Mayan or Inca. Yeah, or like, oh, I don't know. Sum- uh, fuck, uh, ancient Sumerian? I don't know. Yeah, or even like some language no one's, like Zulu. Or Esperanto. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> and I, I love to, like, because there's a lot of like great moments with the map, but I love how lame one of the first things on the map is like moving feet 10 times 10. Like, what kind of lame-ass, like... <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the guy I hired to write riddles for me was uh, kind of phoning it in that day. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you know, we got to this point, and this is the last... Because I figured they work backwards, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. well, uh, we're at the last point. So if somebody at the beginning finds the rock and the lighthouse and shit, uh, just, um, uh, you know, walk 100 steps north, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever i don't care oh my god just imagine like seeing like a pitch meeting with one-eyed willie and his like pirate crew just like tossing the ideas back and forth about like <laughs> how to bury the treasure and how to make sure no one finds it yeah 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 just that one person uh you know it's like oh i got an idea uh, a piano made out of human i was like oh that's really good how about you uh, a water slide to end it up oh that's really really good um well, well, well what's your thought why don't we make it right through the wishing well so everyone thinks that's the treasure it's like oh that's good and how about you oh when they put the key in uh, the floor will fall onto spikes oh that's amazing and you oh they pick up this thing and all these rocks will fall on them amazing and what about you um how about like 
they have to walk a hundred steps. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you're going to be the first to be put onto the piano. Oh, no! Up <laughs> <laughs> to him falling onto the spikes. He's <laughs> yeah. like, anyone else have any lame ideas? <laughs> And it's so great because even like Mouth gets frustrated at the end with the map. He's like, translate yeah. this last part. Or translate what? It's just a map of the old cannon room. Where's the treasure, Mikey? Yeah, he's had it too at that point. Uh... I mean, it's quite it's quite the adventure, you know, they've gone through. Like, wouldn't yeah. anyone be exhausted? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, at least at the end of it all, they had a fun water slide ride, right? They did, yeah. Like, that would be such a great, like, water park ride. Like, at... Um, I was going to uh, say, like, if this were, like, a Disney film, like, there would be... You could... They could do a whole, like... They could build a whole theme park just around that movie. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. Uh, they could do so many fun rides. Like, like I said, there's that water slide ride. They could definitely have, like, the ship that you could, like, go in and... Mm-hmm. walk around it could be like a huge shop or like a bunch of different stuff like there's so much you can do with it or oh dude a goonies escape room oh yeah that would be <laughs> fun that's awesome i would love that <laughs> try to get across this bridge without falling on data slick shoes yeah. <laughs> sweetheart you okay no <laughs> Sorry, that part just always gets me no <laughs> Uh, or you, and it's such a great moment too, right? Because it's like, wait, I got an idea, guys. Slick shoes, and like, slick shoes, no. <laughs> uh. It's yeah. Or when his boxing glove comes out the second time and punches. <laughs> <laughs> or pictures of death. <laughs> yeah. And I love his preamble of like, oh, now dad is pissed off, and he just throws it at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That whole segment is great. It's, uh, you know, they, they've captured them and yeah, you're the one they call mouth. Suddenly you're not speaking anymore. Oh, yeah. And he's just got a mouth full of jewels. Oh, yeah. And her reaction. Spitting them out just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Her reaction is like, oh, my God. <laughs> How much did you fit in there? I know it's like it just never stopped and it just her pulling out the long string of pearls out of his mouth (laughs) is so wonderful it's it's uh it you know that this is what I love like no matter how many times I see this movie it's so I can't help but feel good watching it 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 really like just makes me happy because there's so many small moments like that that just make you laugh and put a big smile on your face and overall like it's just a fun adventure movie and from start to finish you're just engaged and you're just having a good time and i i think like there's a lot of movies i feel they're just lacking that aspect of it just the fun you know and this is really what the goonies is it's just a big fun movie yeah yeah the word of the day is fun with this movie it's it's just uh yeah, I had a very, I had a very good time watching it. It was uh, just, yeah, and it was just, it was just very well done. Like yeah. all the actors, I think, in, all the actors in particular, I think, just they, they're what, they're what makes it work. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly the, the fun of it, the fun of it for me is just, is just watching them navigate all of these wacky situations. Yeah, 
and uh yeah no they're all they're they're all wonderful yeah and i think it helps too that everyone was very clearly on the same page of like what kind of movie they're making yeah like they all agreed they all knew exactly what kind of movie they were making and they all went right in that direction and it, it, it's one of those things where everything came together just so beautifully to, to yeah. create there's not a moment in this film that i could think of like oh that shouldn't be there you know or that didn't yeah. work like everything works really well and mm-hmm. it, i mean there's so much in the movie we haven't talked about but we, yeah. i mean obviously we're not going to sit here just doing the highlights of the film right <laughs> um be, but no, we've it, learned from we've learned from our airplane episode <laughs> yeah which was just highlights of the movie um yeah but uh, there's so much in here that it there's never a dull moment everything is just comes it, it, like you said it, it moves at a a great pace that is really exciting there's jokes being fired every minute um it, all the characters are so relatable in their own way and are a lot of fun and it, there's never there's anytime any characters on screen you know something good's gonna happen like you're gonna enjoy whatever moment that they're having there whether it's with the fratellis or with the goonies or even with the 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 douchebags you know like any character (laughs) you know is gonna be a great moment and you know you're gonna have fun and i love that despite even how fun it is they still take the time to have nice somber moments you know mikey on the porch just looking out at the goondocks um in the wishing well you know where they're all having this kind of like moment uh which is so it's such a greatly shot scene you know walking through the Mm -hmm. water and the glistening of all the the coins and everything it's it's so well done um you know moments yeah and uh, like mikey giving a speech about goonies never die and Mm -hmm. uh them seeing the ship for the first time and even like the final moment of the ship just like kind of going out to sea and all of them just sitting there watching it it like everything just works so well in this movie yeah and it's funny because um both (laughs) both of your both of your picks for movies that we've talked about now on this segment are are, they're both comedies yeah and they both have very different they're, they're both they're both very good showcases of like different types of comedy and mm-hmm. how they can work really well. Yeah. Like airplane is just sort of like, it, it's very, um, you know, it's a parody. So the jokes are all kind of, they're all sort of intertextual jokes. They're all based yeah. on previous movies. Yeah. And, and also a lot of sight gags, visual gags, of, like visual absurdist gags. gags. Yeah. Yeah. And the Goonies is very, the Goonies is very different. It's more like, like I said, more character driven comedy, like yeah. more like all the humor of this movie comes from just from pe- these people being themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is personally, I mean, that's personally my favorite kind of humor. And yeah. uh, it's just, uh, yeah, they're both examples of how like different types of comedy can work very well if you do them, uh, if you use them effectively. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think this is one of the best like character driven comedies I've seen in a while. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think you nailed it on the head with that one. It, it's definitely like what makes the humor work so well is that these characters are very well defined, and mm-hmm. and like I said, everything they say feels deliberate and makes sense. They're not just like I said. Uh, the issue with a lot of recent comedies is that it's the mm-hmm. actors just riffing one-liners, but they feel it always feels out of place. Like you, yeah. every time that happens in a modern comedy, I'm like, I could, I, I could tell when it's when it's just the actors riffing, and mm-hmm. none of them are in. It's like they're not in character anymore compared to this, where every line that's like a one liner or a joke 
feels very like you're like, yeah, of course, that character would say that. Like, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that character said that 100 percent. I believe it, you know, and that's what makes it so much. And I think, too, that's because you the characters are so well defined. It makes it even funnier because they say it. And even if you weren't expecting them to say it in that moment, you also there was an expectation that they would say it, something like that, because yeah. you're like, oh, of course they would like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. So it, it makes it even funnier because you have that that sense of like you, you know, they would say something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like it's also a great lesson. And because, um, you know, you and I have been uh, <laughs> you and I have been writing uh you and I have been writing episodes for this new uh, this new series we're working on, yeah. and you know one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, you know challenges for for that's come with that is learning how to write active characters versus yeah. versus reactive characters. This movie, watching this movie, was a very good lesson in you know how to write how to write characters that are active and that move the plot forward by yes. cuz they definitely all the kids definitely are like this is what we're going to do we're doing it you know yeah. and they keep, they're really going for it yeah yeah and um, moments like you know and it's yeah they then they get themselves further and further into trouble like you know chunks like getting distracted by the smell of ice cream and finding it <laughs> Yeah, and it's great when like their minor character flaws come into play like that, right? Because yeah. it does it does make it a little harder for them sometimes to to move forward because it's always like something stopping them because one of the characters is being a certain way, right? Yeah. And I I want to say like on that too, the opening of this movie is one of my favorite openings oh, yeah. of any movie ever, like the 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 chase, the car chase, right? Yeah. Because not only like one the soundtrack that song is phenomenal just works oh, yeah. so perfect in setting the tone of the film uh but just it's such a an exciting scene because you have the car chase and the police and everything but what mm-hmm. it does so well is that because there's so many characters you get in this one little opening montage you get introduced to all of them and just based on this small little interaction you get with them you know everything you need to know about these characters yeah, like everything true. you need to know. You meet Andy and she's a cheerleader, super peppy. Great. That's what I need to know about her. You see Mouth. He's, you know, watching the TV, working with his dad, you know, the plumbing thing. And, you know, he's yeah. like, you know, he's kind of uh, obnoxious. Uh, you meet <laughs> Chunk. He's fuck, man. Like Chunk is just like he has the funniest one. Right. With the, the pizza. I'm so excited about the car chase. You meet yeah. Dada. He's testing out a gadget and it doesn't go well. You meet Steph. She's lost her glasses and the thing <laughs> she's looking for it. Okay. And just I love how she just casually throws a crab over her like shoulder. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, and of course, Rosalita. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. She's just in the middle of the street and she's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Always cracks me up. Poor Rosalita. <laughs> you see, even a minor character like that is like amazing. Like you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just when Mouth is oh, dude, when Mouth tells her about uh the sexual oh torture God. devices of Walt Mr. Walsh in the in the <laughs> attic, and she's just standing there staring <laughs> mesmerized. I thought that's another moment where I thought they were gonna be like, okay, are they gonna actually like like where are they gonna go with this joke? Are they gonna have him speaking like like pretending to speak Spanish and not knowing what the fuck yeah. he's talking about, or are they gonna actually have him speak Spanish and just 
he's like totally trolling her this poor woman and i'm like oh my god yeah it's just so great when she's like boy i'm, I'm in a crazy house yeah <laughs> it's so great oh, uh is such a little shit <laughs> oh yeah well you know when mount they're up in the attic and he goes to the painting and he puts his tongue through it oh yeah uh, come here and give me a nice big lickery kiss. You're ruining the painting. You're ruining my joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. It's all those little moments like that. Like when he asked Chunk to, like Chunk, he's like, I didn't touch it, you know. And he's like, Come hold this. He's like, Why do you want me to hold this? And like Mikey's counting, like five, four, three, three. two, one, and then he drops it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, it's oh, yeah, yeah it, lots. Yeah, it's all like I said, all these like little moments that just make it so well. And the like we've said it a hundred times now, the characters are so defined that it, yeah, it nothing they ever do feels out of place. It, it's always like you already kind of have an expectation of what these characters are going to do and what they're going to do. And I think that helps, like, like you said, we, we, when it comes to writing too, when you know who your characters are, and especially yeah. if you're doing a character driven thing, just knowing. If you're stuck, you just go like, well, what would this character do in this situation? And then yeah. boom, that just drives you completely. Cause you're like, well, like, let's say with Chunk, you know, Chunk is either klutzy or he's a worry wart or he loves food. Right. So in this particular situation, what's Chunk going to do? He's going to smell ice cream. He's going to freak out and make things worse. Or, you know, he's going to be a klutz and drop something he wasn't supposed to drop. Yep. And break it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Which I mean, they would have never discovered the tunnel underneath the thing if he never dropped that water thing. So that's true. <laughs> which great line, like, "Hey guys, you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like my my grandfather taking a leak, Thrillsville." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, back to what we were saying. Like uh, another thing about like when we were we're writing our episodes for our project. Another thing too is like finding the heart of each episode, right? Yeah. And I find so this is this is what really like I love about the Goonies is that at the heart of this movie is friendship. Right. Yeah. Is a group of friends united working together to do something. And no matter what, they're always together and they're yeah. always they've always got each other's backs. And that's always that's had a big influence on my own writing because you know like i watched the goonies when i was a kid with my dad a lot uh but i didn't revisit it till i was like 18 19 and yeah. after re-watching it at that age i felt all completely in love with it again and it's stuck with me ever since and i think at the heart of it because of that f group of friends like the friendship it, that's something that's always stayed with me because i don't know if you've noticed but everything i write mm -hmm. at the heart of it there's always friends Right. It's true. It's, yeah. it's always like uh, Cracker Barrel. It's Patton and Nathan, you know, and Bedhead. It's concrete and like the group of outcasts that he has. You yeah. know, there's, there's always everything I write always has friendship at the heart of it and mm -hmm. people who are there for each other as like as friends. Because also for me, like friends are not just friends, they're family too. Right. Yeah. Like, because I don't have siblings or anything. So every time I've gotten really close friends to me it was like adopting them as like my brothers and sisters almost right so mm -hmm. i have a very so anything to do with friendship has always been something that's been really close to my heart and meant a lot yeah. to me and it was really important and the goonies really helped for me to understand like how to write good friendships and how to write banter between friendships and just having french how like how big of a theme having friendship at the core of your story can really help 
you know, it can be really effective as a story. Um, So that's why it's always been in my top five favorite films, just because of like how well they execute that theme of friendship. And it's funny. I, so the AV club had a review of the Goonies once, and it was a guy talking about how, he didn't enjoy the Goonies because they didn't outright say that friendship, like friendship is what holds us together. <laughs> like, uh, like as a joke, he was basically talking about like how right, yeah. they treat the theme in a subtle way. Whereas like a lot of like Disney movies or something would be like friendship is Maybe the, the like, real. <laughs> yeah. The like real they would, they would be very on the nose about it, but this movie is not on the nose about it. Like it's, no. It's there as the central core and heart, but they're they're never at any moment does somebody flat out go like friendship is what brought us like friendship is what got us through this or like some stupid asinine crap like that. You there's know no, what I mean? There's no Randy Newman song about it. Yeah. Thanks to the power of friendship. You got a friend in me. Oh god. Yeah. And there's also kind of a and it and it's you know. It helps that there's kind of a bittersweet nature to it too, because like it's implied that this is gonna be like, you know, it's like this is our last adventure, you know, yeah. this is the last yeah. time we're gonna be able to spend any time together. So let's make the most of it kind of thing. And you know, you feel that with these guys, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and Mike even has that in his like big speech, right? Where he's like, look, right now down here, this is our time, our time up there. It's their time. And the minute we go back up there, like no more, you know, the minute we go back up Troy's bucket, like that's all gone. Yeah. And it's it's it is it's it it, that's that's the beauty of it, too. Right. There's stakes in this movie. They're not just on an adventure. They're trying to save their homes like their actual yeah. homes because it's going to be turned into a country club like all the mm-hmm. homes they live on like there's big stakes and there's like a weight to it all and as much as all of them you know they're friends and they're doing all this banter when mikey really you know with the line with like once you go up troy's bucket that's all gone like the weight of the situation you can even see it like it pans on all of them and mm-hmm. the weight just like sits on all of them in that moment you know yeah yeah it's and true it's so great it's so beautiful and it- it turned out to be true in real life as well because um, apparently the reason the sequel never happened because it was in which was in development for years apparently is that none of the cast wanted to do it without Richard Donner. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. Also, what yeah. kind of sequel do you do to this movie? I don't know. I like, really what don't... would you do? Oh no, the Goondocks are in trouble again. Yeah, no, oh, I don't know how you top that really. No, you can't without it being tacked on because the beauty of this too was that they also had the whole lore, right? Of the the pirate yeah. and one-eyed Willie, which was like the original Goonie, right? So like mm-hmm. even that ties in. What are you gonna do as a second movie? Like you've you've done it, they've done the adventure. It's and also like the Goondocks is like a small place. Like you're gonna tell me there's a second lore that uh, we're gonna find out. Like, no, you can't do that. Like that would unless be you do. Unless, like I said, maybe you do a prequel about, about One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, but, that would uh, be fun. But even then, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, oh, okay, you know? Yeah. No, nothing. I don't think anything will, uh, I don't think anything will top uh, the original movie. <laughs> no, 100%. And it's, yeah, it's definitely one that I don't see myself ever, like, falling out of love with. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I can definitely. 
definitely see the impact. Uh, I can definitely see the impact that it had on your writing, particularly with how, you, particularly with how you write friends. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Every every script of yours I've read, I I watched this. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> I can see how that kind of originated everything. Yeah, and and of course. I, I base a lot of the friendships in my scripts based on us. Like, let's be yeah. honest. Like, it's always the, the the two main friends are always you and me. <laughs> uh, maybe the real Goonies are the friends we made along the way. Uh, um, I think this is a good place. Uh, what's your final thoughts on this, Vishesh? Final thoughts on the movie? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sure if I watch it again, I'll, I'll get more jokes and gags and details that I didn't pick up on before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm very glad I, uh, I'm very glad you recommended it because, uh, I got to actually, I got to actually, um, find, figure out what I missed. Uh, I got to actually see what I missed the last time. And what I missed was a very fun, uh, very, uh, enjoyable adventure. Um, and yeah, I hope it, uh, I'm sure it'll bring a lot more joy to people, uh, in the years to come. And, uh, yeah, yeah, this is a good one. I really enjoyed this movie, this one. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And yeah, it, like I've said for myself, it's a fun movie, but it's not just fun. There's a lot of depth to it, too. It, it's just a well-made, well-written, well-acted movie. Uh, everything came together. I mean, the production design, too, is fantastic. Like that ship they made is just oh, yeah. unbelievable. Like everything about this movie ha- has come together uh, perfectly just to make an all-around just awesome movie uh it's had a huge impact on my life and it, it's one that i'll always hold dear to my heart uh, yeah. until i grow old and gray and hopefully when i have kids i'll be able to share it with them too you know <laughs> hmm. yeah well, for sure that's that um i believe you are suggesting the next one vishesh yes i am and i'm very excited about this one yeah me this- too because you've already told me what it was and i was like oh yeah. boy yeah, this is my. Uh, I'd have to say that um, <clears throat> of all my of all my, the movies that are that are in like my top five, this is probably this is probably my favorite. This is the one I enjoy. Wow. I, I can watch again and again and never get tired of. It is uh, an Argentinian anthology movie from 2014 called Wild Tales. Wild Tales. Yeah. Yeah. You told me very briefly what I've never seen it, never heard of it until you told me. Uh, but the little brief description you gave for me, I was like, oh boy, I'm going to, I feel like I'm, I have a good feeling I'm going to like this. It seems right oh, yeah. up my alley. Yeah. It's six, six stories in one movie, six darkly comedic stories that are all tied around the theme, themes of violence and revenge. Basically, what happens when we just, what happens when we just snap? Like, yeah. Which, Which I, it's always such an interesting thing to explore, I find, because oh, yeah. as humans, we're always on the verge of that happening, but we have self-control, right? So it's, yep. but we, but let's be honest, we all fantasize about it at some point. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's going to be, uh, that is my pick for the next For the Love of Media episode. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you, uh, what you think about uh, that. Man, I'm really looking forward to watching it. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. But until next time, I am Bosco. I am Vishesh. And we will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.